Welcome to this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church podcast. All Saints is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are located in Davenport, Iowa. Each week we bring you the digital edition of the weekly sermon. Enjoy! Please stand for the reading of the Gospel. I'm going to add two more verses to the end of this reading that's printed in your bulletin and that's up on the screen. So a reading from the Gospel of Mark, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 10. As he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, opposite of the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will this be? And what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he. And they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the earth of the birth pangs. As for yourselves, beware, for they will hand you over to councils and you will be beaten in synagogues and you will stand before governors and kings because of me as a testimony to them. And the good news must first be proclaimed to all nations. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Okay. We're getting close to Advent. Advent in the church here happens at the end of this month. It starts, it's our our preparation before Christmas, right? And we call it the beginning of the church year. We say, or culture tells us, that we're preparing for the birth of the baby. That's not true in the church. The baby's already been born. We're preparing for the second coming of Christ. And it's a text about keeping our eyes open and, and being alert. Okay, so we're a little countercultural in in some ways, which is often the case of the church. And we end up with these texts before Advent as if they're kind of preparing us for some of that stuff that's going to come. These texts are difficult at best. They're hard to understand. And the truth of the matter is none of us want any part of it. If there's going to be wars on wars and kingdoms against kingdoms and nations against nations, there's going to be earthquakes and famines, woohoo, sign me up, baby. Are you with me? No. Are you going to sign up, Bella? You just did, sister. You know, but none of us want that, do we? And when you read this text, and Sharon and I had lots of conversation last night at, at the wedding reception even about, what do you do? It doesn't sound like there's any good news in this stuff. And it's very difficult. It is. That is the bottom line. And and this is what church is, and if this is what God is, none of us wants a part of it. But that's not what's being said here. But if somebody doesn't help you understand that, that's often what's read, and it's misinterpreted, and then we get problems. 
Last week, we had the story of Jesus talking about he was sitting in the temple and the widow came up and she put in her two little coins, two little copper coins worth a penny, more of a nuisance for anybody to count than the value that they had. And we talked about how Jesus right before that said, look, beware of the scribes, the leaders in the temple. Because they're even taking the homes of the widows. He was talking about how corrupt and, and how disturbed he was by the temple and, and the church leaders. How they were abusing even the widows. We've seen that today, haven't we? We've seen how church can abuse people. It's not pretty. Praise God that we don't like it. But if we're honest, we've seen it. And Jesus points that out and he says, look, look at this widow. There goes another one. They're going to abuse her too. They're taking the last two coins she's got. Now she's got nothing. And I told you that that, that was the position of that because of, of what was said before and what came after. And today we're at what's after. At the beginning of our gospel lesson, the disciples, they all come out of the temple, okay? So we're leaving this poor little widow. She's done with her giving her offering. We're done talking about the scribes. We come out of the temple, and the disciples turn to Jesus, and they nudge him and say, look at those great stones, and look at this great building. And I have to tell you, they were big stones, and it was an incredible building. Each stone that built the temple in Jerusalem weighed many, many tons. So if you think of that pre-industrial age, just how that came to be is amazing. And the people in Jesus' time period would have known that it took generations and generations to build that temple. So for Jesus to say, that's coming down, and there's not going to be one stone left on top of another stone, was incredible. It was mind-blowing to them. How could that be? My grandfather helped build that. It's taken generations to do this. How is it that it's going to come crashing down? Well, what we have here is confusing literature. I know. How many loved literature in high school or college? Oh, that many of you. Hmm. Okay, well, that's what we're into, folks. This is confusing literature because it's apocalyptic stuff. Okay? And so what we have going on, it's very poetic. We're talking about things that were past, things that are happening now, and things that are yet to come, all in the same story. So they're leaving the temple, and Jesus is talking about the temple. He's talking about what's going to happen and that the temple's going to fall down. And he's also talking about when he comes again. And to put all three of those stories wrapped around these few verses is a lot. And it's incredibly confusing. Now, the disciples do what disciples do. I I love them. They're, They're wonderful. The disciples turn to Jesus, and they say, How are we going to know? When is this going to happen? What are going to be the signs? Isn't that the same question you asked? People through all our generations have asked, how are we going to know when the end times are coming? People have tried to search scripture and they've they've looked for pattern and clues and all kinds of crazy ideas and schemes and said, oh, we we know when it's going to happen. We know when it's going to happen. Jesus never answers that question. Ultimately, he says it's not even for us to know. Even he doesn't know. But he doesn't answer that question of the disciples. He goes on with another answer altogether. But you don't see it here. In Mark's gospel, there is no resurrection story. I don't know if you know that or not. Jesus dies on the cross and the Mark gospel ends. 
The women go to the tomb, but they run away because they're scared. There's no proclaiming of Jesus raised from the dead. Except for in chapter 13, verse 10, that I read to you this morning. The calling of all of us to proclaim the gospel. If we think that this story ends with earthquakes and famines and war against war and kingdom against kingdom and nation against nation, it's a horrible story. But even at the end of this passage that's printed in your bulletins, it says this is but only the beginning of the birth pangs. How are those birth pangs, Sarah? Aren't they wonderful? Uh Uh-huh. How is it that you endure those birth pangs? Besides drugs. (laughs) You know what you're getting at the end, right? Exactly. And and so that's part of of that, that story here is that God, Jesus is saying, okay, these crappy, lousy, horrible, significant things are going to happen. It's a given. It's going to happen, people. Lousy things are going to happen. But here's the good news, is that there is another day coming. Okay? Sunday's coming. The resurrection is here. The resurrection is real. Jesus is coming back. Why is it that we think as Christians life is going to be easy and rosy and there's not going to be any suffering? There is nothing in here that is going to tell you that. And the truth is, you all know better. Life is lousy. We live in a broken world where a lot of crappy things happen because we are caught We're caught in the in-between time. We're caught in that time where it's a battle between evil and good. And that battle is not completed and it is not won until Jesus comes again. So what do we do in the meantime? We do what the Hebrew text says that Sharon read. We encourage one another. We love one another. We support one another. We come and we worship together and we meet together because we so desperately need each other in this crappy, lousy, miserable time. And that's what Tim and Sarah are committing Bella to today. That you will love her and you will encourage her, you will support her, that they are going to bring her to God's house so that we can worship with her, that we can find strength for her and from her. Tell me that baby doesn't give you strength when you see her. She's amazing. And we do that so that in this mean, in-between time, in the meantime, until Christ come again, our calling is in verse 10, to proclaim the gospel. So not just Bella hears that Christ is going to come again for her, that Christ is going to come again for all of us. Can you please pray with me? Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. Please know that you are welcome to visit and worship with us anytime you're in the Quad Cities. You can also find us online at www dot all saints davenport dot o r g 
We are Missionaries Proclaiming Christ, and we pray that you have a blessed week surrounded by His love.